This is the Gopher Puck Live Podcast with Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. We need new music, guys. I'm getting sick of this music. Hammy, you need to get your guitar and make something nice for us. Well, I don't know that I'd be able to make anything nice. It'd probably be louder and obnoxious. Well, that's fine, because I'm really sick of ours. You know, I'm using that free stuff. And, eh, I, I guess it works, but, you know, I, I'm just not a big fan of it, that's all. And to get royalty-free stuff, I looked at some stuff, and I'm like, oh, this sounds great, I could use that. Like eighty bucks. I'm like, I don't think so. Not, yeah. not that important. But I am kind of sick of the beginning music, even though I switched it up a couple of years ago. Blah blah blah. Like I said, you should get use your guitar, make something real cool. Well, maybe I'll think about something in the off season. <laughs> get a little more time. Well, welcome to the podcast, people. Uh, if you're listening to us live, like running with dogs must be. Uh, you can uh, just send questions to us via the hashtag GPL podcast. We'll try to get to them. Apparently, your uh, shirt's too tight, Hammy. Uh, I don't know what shirt would that be. Uh, see, he's not wearing a shirt running. No, I'm just wearing a sweater right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sweater. That's what it is. But here we go, guys. A split at Penn State. And I must say, you know, you know they did not come out well on Saturday. But I was not as upset, Viggs. I thought that Penn State played a pretty damn good game and gave a pretty damn good effort in blocking shots, uh, getting in the way of passing lanes. I thought they played pretty well, and I don't think it was as bad as some people thought. No, I think it's really tough when you're you're a team like Minnesota, you're on the road, uh, you played a pretty decent game on Friday night, and then you come out in the first period and, and you get down by two goals, and it really wasn't, you know a bad period it wasn't a great period but it wasn't a bad period and they were just chasing the whole night and you know you get a team that really commits to playing defense the rest away from that point and it's going to be hard on you and uh, Minnesota had plenty of chances um, it looked like they were trying to force the puck a little bit too often right right into the crest of the goalie but um, hopefully they learn from that and and can capitalize the next time. Hammy, I was a little frustrated on Saturday because I didn't think that uh, Lucia had the players adjust quickly enough to, you know, how many shots were being blocked or just trying to go side to side or just doing something. But I still give Penn State the full credit for the type of game they played and, and how much effort they did put into blocking shots. Well, yeah, I mean, when you're a team like Penn State, it's obviously your general, especially early in their uh, program's history, you're not going to tend to out-talent teams, so you're going to have to play with more of that uh, hard-nosed effort and trying to block shots and doing the little things like that. So, you, you know, I, I, you have to give them credit. I thought, I mean, I think I last week I thought it might be a win and a tie. And so I, that was in the ballpark of what I thought it was going to be. I mean, they went into overtime, so uh, we just didn't pull it out. But, you know, so I, I didn't think that that was a shocking overall weekend from that standpoint. Um, I thought that when they played relatively well at times on Saturday, I thought that, uh, you know, they were kind of, pressing the issue and I thought Penn State was scrambling around and you know they just were doing whatever they could to keep that puck out of the you know the net and they just 
happened to come up clutch when that counted in the end. They did a great job. It's hard to you know hard to, hard to say anything bad against them. I mean that that's what you got to do to win. And you know I don't think they tried to do a, a Wisconsin type of shutdown defense. I think it was just their effort. Their effort in blocking shots and blocking passing lanes was just off the charts. It felt almost a little bit like a Alaska Anchorage type effort okay. where, you know, if Alaska got on top, you know, they just bunkered down and dared you to try to make a play, you know, outside the dots and, and beat them. None, none of the guys were going to chase the puck in the bad ice. And, you know, they, they played a smart game and, and it paid off for them. Um, I was really impressed, though, that uh, Minnesota got the, the goal with the extra attacker there at the end. Uh, great play by Hudson Fashion. I oh, think he's, yeah. he's uh, been taking a lot of flack this season, and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty play to, to give him a chance to get the points. Well, it was a slam dunk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, You don't get more open net than that for, uh, for warning, which is another person who needs to start scoring again. Uh, let's go back to Friday night, uh, Viggs. What were your thoughts on the 2-1 to one victory Friday night? Uh, I thought it was a pretty, pretty solid effort for them. You know, it was, it was a tight game. I think they were surprised a little bit at uh, how many shots Penn State was able to generate, um, especially in the, the third period. Uh, you know, they were just trying to put pucks on that. I think Wilcox played a, a pretty solid game, and that's the that's the goalie that they need uh, to play for them like that to be successful. Um, the Justin Kloos goal, just a perfect example of how when a defenseman gives him too big of a gap, he can take advantage, you know, yep. just cutting to the middle and getting a great shot off. I think he got a lot of his goals last year that way where people respected his speed and gave him some space and he took advantage. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's good to see from him. Apparently we have more bulldog fans listening to the podcast than gopher fans. Cause that's all I'm seeing via the GPL podcast hashtag with Bidco and running with dogs, but you know, whatever. We'll bring you on. You can have. You can be part of the bandwagon here because we know you don't like the dogs that much, and they don't have a podcast or anything cool like that. So, all right, boys. So we've got the split. Fairly happy with the effort, I would say. You know, you guys seem to be pretty positive on that. And obviously, I thought, I personally think that Penn State's effort was pretty damn good as well. And uh, the funny thing is, you know, we split on the weekend. Win Friday night, we move up to a tie in eleventh. Lose Saturday, and actually move up to a tie for tenth at the time. Now people keep wondering, you know, how does this happen? What's going on? Well, I think people need to forget is that, you know, we played a lot of teams that are doing better now. St. Cloud State's playing better. They're playing better against good competition. Same thing against Northeastern. So if these teams that were having struggles earlier in the year start to play better. That increases our, you know, RPI and everything else. So that's kind of why this. It's it's kind of hard to get up and down. So when uh, this uh, these changes happen, because it's it's all relevant to what other people are doing. Well, and that's the reason why for me that all every week this whole bracketology crap for me. It's like <laughs> you know somebody's gonna. I, I guess if you're into it and you want to spend the time writing an article and doing all that crap, I guess more power to you. But to me, it's like why none of it really means a lick until you get to selection Sunday and everybody knows then where they're going to be. Otherwise, it's all speculation. And I suppose it's good for message board fodder and if you're trying to create oh, yeah. content for a website. But, uh, you know, to me, it's a little bit meaningless. And, and one thing, though, too, is that, you know, usually by the time the regular season ends, you know Lucia, he seems to know what they need to do and where they need to be. So he's, he'll come into that weekend with the Big Ten, you know, uh, 
uh, playoffs in Detroit, he'll know that, you know, if we want to get here, we need to do this or we need to do that. He's always looked at that stuff in the past. But you know what? He waits till the last weekend until things actually matter. So I'm kind of with you, Hammy. He, I, you know, he's keeping an eye on it. But, you know, he waits until it, it's, they can actually do something about it that last weekend. That's all I've ever seen him do in the past. Well, I guess my attitude is just win, baby. You know what I mean? It's like I, I we've been care. saying that. That's true. I mean, I guess you know you could say, well, we just need two games out of the next four or whatever. I just like screw yep. that. Let's just win them. You know what I mean? Win all of them. Well, I mean, on the flip side though, if, if these games, you know, if you need two out of six, you could probably rest Wilcox if he's if he's banged up. You know, you could rest him for the rest of the way. But these games are important. If they don't if they don't play well in these games and get results. You know they're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament, but if they yeah. you know can win four or five of them, they'll they could be in regardless. Yeah, Bang, well, banged uh, up? They, Wilcox is banged up? Yeah, well, uh, they might not have a choice when it comes to resting him. I'll say that much. Ooh, a little insight from Hammy there. Maybe Wilcox won't be the savior this weekend, folks. Panic! Just panic now. I'm kidding, people. If Wilcox is out, that's just fine. The boys yeah. need to breathe their A game, right, Hammy? If that's the case, yeah, they're gonna have to if it uh, turns out that way, and uh, I think that's a pretty good chance of that happening. So, well, it, you know, it did look like when he made. Go on, I'm, like, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, hopefully they will be. You know, because sometimes when you when you have a backup in, you know, the team is sort of forced to be a little bit more focused, uh, you know, in their own end, and just kind of have that. Uh, you know, sometimes when you have that guy back there that you know you can save your butt you know if you make a mistake you you might take a little bit more risks but uh you know if you have a backup in that isn't quite as proven sometimes you you're more focused and don't maybe take as many risks so it, it's really we'll see how it goes well Viggs, it did seem like in the third period after you know wilcox made a save that he might have been favoring something so maybe it is time to rest him and maybe he is a bit injured and we did see something last saturday yeah, I mean, he, he played solid for them, uh, but, you know, if he's dinged up and they're coming down the stretch, you know, they got to be cautious with it because if, you know, he aggravates it and it gets worse, you know, there there go those chances at the banners. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, it, you know, we he's talked about this in the past when he had other goalies that, boy, he always – I remember one year – I would say about four or five years ago, he came into the season saying that he regretted playing a goalie for almost the entire season the previous season. All the seasons run together. I don't remember exactly what a goalie was talking about. Maybe it was Kangas. I, I don't remember. But he talked about saying, you know, I probably should have played somebody else a little bit more so this person got rest. Well, it's not so much the physical thing all the time, yeah, well. but, it, but it's the mental side. Well, the thing is, now he's kind of forced into doing it. If, if, you know, if Wilcox isn't up to playing this weekend, he's forced into it, and he hasn't played the number two guy at all for a meaningful game. Yeah, and that's why you want to give your deaf players chance. That's why the the freshmen get chances in games, even though they make mistakes. It's because you want to be able to shuffle your lines if an injury happens, and same thing in goal. And now he's kind of forced into it. If you know, if it's true that you know, Wilcox can't go, and you know, maybe he probably can go. But I'm thinking maybe if he's got a little tweak that they're just being over precautious, which is the right thing to do. But now you're in that case that like you haven't played this other guy at all, except for the exhibition games, 
And you know what? If they just losing one game this weekend is not good, like you said, Hammy, just win. Well, yeah, it might be a little tougher when you got your number two guy who hasn't played at all. Well, and that's the problem when you have some crappy play earlier in the season. It gives you less room for error when you get to this point in the year. And then if you do have an injury, you know, it just kind of compounds things. So, uh, you know, that's why you can't take, you know, even those those games early in a season, you say to yourself, well, we got a lot of time to make up for it. But you just never know in the end. It could be one or two games difference that keeps you out of the NCAAs. So you can't really take that attitude. No, Nate, I did not skirt around his name, but I don't really know how to pronounce it. Is it Lair? Lair? I didn't, I didn't do it on purpose, Nate. Nate's already tweeting at me that I couldn't remember his name. No, I remember his name. I'm just not sure on pronouncing his last name. Is it Lair? Lairer? What is it, Viggs? I thought it was Lair. Lair. So stick it, Nate. See if you ever get invited back on the podcast, you jack wagon. <sighs> well... Obviously, you know, if they do end up playing somebody else this weekend, like Nick Lair, Wells, um, it's, it is a good thing that the team defense has picked it up quite a bit lately, Viggs. Yeah, I mean, there may be a lot less mistakes out on the ice. I think you see that attention to detail about keeping a third forward high, getting pucks behind their opponent's D, you know, not forcing plays at the blue lines, you know, all that coaching stuff that goes into it, they're starting to take to heart. I think earlier in the season, a lot of guys thought that they're above that and they didn't need to do those little things to succeed. And they got just out of everyone, but you know, they got through that little stretch where they struggled. They saw how important it was to protect the puck and, you know, put pressure on the other team and just giving them chances. We're, we're, start, we're starting to lose you, Viggs. Did you not use that on a sleep? Well, I, I don't hear you very well either, Hammy. Well, well, there you are. Maybe maybe my internet – you know, I bet you my kids are playing some stupid game and it's messing up our internet again. Yeah, I'll just go with it. Just blame me. That's fine. Are you still there, Hammy? I'm here. Well, you sound a little weird too. I don't know what to tell you. I'm you right know, there it, by the microphone. Man. You know, it's probably my connection. Even though it's supposed to be you know, this nice cable connection, it probably just sucks. Can you hear me okay? I hear you fine. I can hear you fine. Yeah, I don't hear you. I don't hear either of you very well. Oh well, whatever. We'll we'll just plow through it. It's all good. We're just fine. Well, we guys, we got a Thursday Friday series coming up this weekend with Michigan State. Everyone, quit your bitching about Thursday Friday. It's not that big a deal. I've saw people complain about this. I'm like, are you kidding me? If you want anything to bitch about, bitch about next Friday when it's a four o'clock game. That sucks. I don't want to be at work on a Friday when a game is about to happen. But that's just me. But a Thursday game at night? Quit your bitching. Are both the uh, games on Big Ten Network this week? Yes, both games are on the Big Ten Network this weekend. Uh, Thursday game tomorrow night is actually radio is going to be My Talk 107 because I believe that the basketball team has a game at 6 p.m. tomorrow night. So... Who knows? Because you, you can't get enough good hockey talk on My Talk 107. What is the logic in having it this week? Is there something going on down at the U? I, I, don't... I have no idea. Hmm. I TV, I, I, I just don't know. You don't, do you have any speculation, Viggs, why it is a Thursday, Friday? 
The only thing I could think of would be that they have a salary of Big Ten basketball because we're getting close to the, to the end of the season. Uh, but I don't know. I know that they've got the high school stuff going on tonight at uh, Mariucci. Maybe yeah. they're trying to, to get that on Saturday. Um, but there is none on Saturday, so that's strange. I yeah. I guess I don't know what to tell you. You know, I, I actually used to like when they had the high school games on Saturday because I know you could go spend the whole afternoon or day at the Met Center and see it all at one time. Or the same thing at Mariucci. I remember going down to Mariucci in the mid-'90s, and it was a packed house. I saw the crowd for that Edina game against Burnsville. Nice effort, Burnsville. And it looked fairly empty. I mean, I don't think many people thought it was going to be much of a game. That's probably I didn't think it. it would be 10-1, to I mean, one, though. Well I, well, I thought it was going to not be that competitive, to be honest. So, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be 10-1 to one either, but I didn't think it was going to be a very close game. I mean, Edina would have to sleepwalk through that to lose that game, I think, so... All right, guys, I'm going to call an audible real quick here. During the live show, I'm going to hang up with you and, and call you back because our connection just stinks, all right? Okay. All right, well, let's, let's give this a try, folks. I know, it sounds like crap, so I'm going to try to fix it. We'll reconnect with these guys, and hopefully it's going to work. This is what happens when you do a live show, folks. Can we hear you better now, Viggs? I can hear you just fine now. It's Hammy that's been buzzing for me. Any better? A little better. I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should go out in your Civic. <laughs> yeah, can you I, go out in your car? <laughs> if I have to be in a Civic, I'm going to have to look around the neighborhood because oh. I don't have one. No, I'm just saying I don't have a Civic. <laughs> All right, Viggs, let's get to this weekend then since we're having bad connection. Let's just get this over with. Michigan State comes to town. They always play us close, man. And uh, you know what? Just win, baby, because it could affect them in the pairwise, like you were talking about earlier today on Twitter. You're saying one loss, and they could be a, a borderline team. Probably not something they want right about this time. Yeah, one loss, according to the doll projections, puts them probably at about 13. And then their last two weekends with Ohio State and Penn State aren't going to help them a ton. You know, if they drop one of these games – uh, they're going to need help, and that's that's kind of what's gotten them into the, to the position where they are right now. Is getting to ten isn't so much that they're beating good teams; it's teams ahead of them are dropping games too. Um, so they definitely need two wins here. Uh, hearing about this uh, Wilcox uh, possible issue makes me nervous, but on the flip side, um, Michigan State doesn't generate a lot of offense anyway. Um, so that could that could work out well and, and get Lair some experience uh, in that in a battle situation where I expect two pretty low-scoring games. Uh, I just hope that the Minnesota team really focuses on puck possession this weekend and gets that power play going. Uh, I think that will be the big difference for them is they get two wins. So otherwise what you're saying, it's going to be a big team defense type of effort, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, that's one thing they've been doing better at lately. So it's, you know, they're going to have to play for Nick back there. Yeah, the last couple weekends, though, that they have given some odd man rushes and Wilcox has bailed them out like he did last year. Um, So this weekend, they're going to have to be even cleaner. Yeah. Um, I I think we'll probably see, you know, less of uh, the the young defenseman playing. Um, I think, you know, Glover moved up to forward. 
uh, last weekend that he's probably going to stay there this week. Um, and then they get last change. So that's going to be a huge help. I, I think the young defensemen will probably get those offensive zone starts and uh, Lucio will protect him a little bit. Well, speaking of young defensemen, I mean, Hammy Collins on uh, what was that? Uh, was that Saturday that he just lost his jock? He yeah, was he I mean, was turned all upside down. And you know what? We didn't see him the rest of the period. Lucia kind of punished him. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of one of those things. You kind of expect some of that stuff to happen with first year guys. They're going to have their nights where they just screw up or make some mental errors or or whatever. Jeez. I don't know what that sound is, but that ain't here. I can tell you that. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I'm uh, going with Vigo's child causing problems. Could be. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, you know, mistakes happen with young guys. It's kind of the growing pains you have to deal with sometimes. So uh, hopefully it's just a blip on the radar for him and he steps back up and plays well this weekend. I hope so, too, because, you know, like I said, they're going to need a lot of that type of stuff. Well, he's been playing pretty well lately, too, yeah. you know what I mean? I, that, so I, I kind of cut him some slack in that sense. I mean, I think overall he's played pretty well in the last month or two. So what are your predictions on the weekend, boys? Let's start with you, Hammy. I mean, is this going to be a, a, you know, if it's going to be a low-scoring weekend, that's exactly what we need. Solid team defense, take advantage on the power play. Um, obviously, uh, protect the goal, not just the goalie. I mean, just kind of a whole team defense, blah, blah, blah. What do we got to do to, to to get two wins this weekend? Well, I mean, Michigan State isn't really a particularly potent offensive team, so maybe even you know if we're not having our number one guy in that, hopefully it's one of those things where that works out because of that. But uh, Hildebrandt can steal a game pretty right. easily. Well, it's sort of he's like that what kind I of said. goalie. Yeah, it's like kind of what I said earlier in the year with Wisconsin when you have a veteran goalie, and that even if you're inexperienced and not real necessarily talented offensively. Those guys, they can steal a game here or there, so you have to be a little bit leery of that. But uh, I'm going to go with the sweep. I don't pick there many sweeps. Uh, I'm going to go with the sweep, though, just because I think that um, the Gophers are going to play a little desperate this weekend. At least I would hope they would. And uh, they know that they don't have much room for error, so hopefully being at home and um, maybe having to bring some extra intensity, uh, that'll help the guys uh, you know, put some goals in the net. And uh, hopefully we'll get enough uh, defensive play, good defensive play, and uh, goaltending to kind of keep them out of the net a lot. Well, if uh, Wilcox is indeed out, Viggs, this is the time for Nick Lair to uh, show what he can do. Yeah, and maybe it's going to be good for him. You know, get some experience here. Uh, maybe they'll be able to give Wilcox some, some rest in the upcoming weekends as they get up to the Big Ten tournament. Uh, but I do think getting on the power play is going to be huge for them this weekend. Uh, they've just been look so they look so potent down there. Boyd has really found his niche there in the, the left wing circle, uh, firing pucks. Doesn't matter if the goal is square or not. He's been finding corners. Uh, so I think that's going to be the real key is, is good puck possession and then power play. Boy, you're breaking up even more, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hammy See, sounds. Not- Hammy sounds. You sound great again, Hammy. So. Uh- it's, I know I sound great, man. Oh, jeez. Here we go. Just kidding. <laughs> Bunch of egos, I swear. What are we going to do with you two? Well, I think that's all we really have this week, guys. I mean, obviously our connection kind of sucks because the people got to be able to hear you. Well, uh, you know, if you'd get those kids off the damn games. You know, I don't know what's going all. on. At least they're not yelling. Usually they're yelling in the background or or better yet, fighting, which is always 
great. And you, that's going to be you someday, Viggs. Your kids are going to be fighting while we're doing a podcast number 1,050 in 10 years. I know. I just got to get that basement finished. <laughs> oh, boy. Didn't really have any questions except for running with dogs wondering uh, what does Kyle Rouse jockstrap smell like, Hammy? I, I don't uh, think you, you haven't checked lately, have you? No, I don't know what the, uh, you know, I don't know. Does she be like before practice or after? I don't know, uh, you know, what they use down there for, you know, their bonders. So I can't answer that one. And I certainly can't answer what they smell like after practice. So <laughs> really help you out on one. Well, before we go, Nate Wells, who was ripping me before, not remembering the name. I did remember. I just couldn't remember the pronunciation. He wants to know, uh, how'd you guys think Glover did up front last weekend? I don't think he played that much up front. I mean, he did, but I don't think they were much of a factor. I thought the fourth line was played a lot less. Why is he asking us? Wasn't he at the games? Yeah, Nate, good point. <laughs> Maybe you should be giving us the report. You were there. You saw him all game. <laughs> well, what do you think, Viggs? Well, I think on Saturday they kind of shortened the bench as they were chasing the game. Yep. I think on Friday night I thought the fourth line looked pretty solid. Uh, the one thing with Glover is I think he showed a little bit of uh, you know, inexperience playing forward and, and working the puck in the offensive zone. I think he could have been a little more patient distributing the puck. Um, and hopefully that will come. It's one of the situations where Lucia is trying to get his best 18 skates in the lineup, and Glover is one of them. And so he, he can have an impact on the game. He's, he's a big body. I think against Penn State, and we saw how physical they came at um, Minnesota. I think, you know, Minnesota has a little bit of a lack of size, and so you definitely bring that as they, you know, come down the stretch and maybe play in some smaller rinks. Well, I think one of the problems is when you when you just throw a guy up at forward, obviously mentally he has to let go of that defensive mind, that complete defensive mind, and just go for it. And I think that takes a couple weeks for people to adjust. So if they're going to keep Glover up front, they might have to keep him up there a few weeks for him to get more comfortable up there being a forward type, more offensive thinking type of, of uh, personnel up there. Yeah, well, the next three weeks should be a good opportunity for them to, to do that. You know, they're not exactly playing the Michigan caliber team. So uh, he'll get that opportunity. It's got to be, you know, more creative and less mechanical in the You'll have to listen to this podcast back, Viggs. You sound like shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's just... it's, it's tough when you're a defenseman, a first-year guy. We saw Hull try it, you know, as a junior. And, you know, he had his moments where he did pretty good, especially later in the year. But, uh, you know, it's not an easy transition. I mean, these guys are still transitioning to college hockey in general than be doing yeah. it in a totally different position. Uh, you know, that's kind of tough, so... I guess it's a matter of, you know, if you're a player, would you rather be in ice time at any position or would you rather just be sitting up in the stands, you know, because you're not playing your normal position? I guess I would rather just play. So, And you probably really just kind of sometimes have to throw caution into the wind. And I know it's not easy because you don't want to screw up, but, you know, sometimes yeah. that's kind of the attitude you have to take. Well, now you're starting to sound bad again, Hammy. So we're just going to end this show because we all sound like crap. All right, that sounds fine. That's all good. Remember, you can always follow Hammy on Twitter, at Hammy Hockey. 
Uh, we'll see if he's bold and actually tells us that Wilcox is not starting. Can you say that, Hammy, or are you just not quite sure? Well, I don't know 100%. I've, just, I've heard that yeah. that's the likely going to happen. So, But we'll see. I mean, Well, watch I, Hammy I Hockey on Twitter, and I'm sure you'll tell us if he's out or not. No, you'll hear either from the newspaper people or TV people because I'm not going to. You don't want to stir the pot? No, I'd rather have them officially just say whatever they they're gonna have to say. So. <laughs> They'll never officially say it. They'll go into tomorrow night, have him listed in the same spot on the starting order, and if he comes out first, he's starting. If he doesn't, he's not. They won't give well, us any heads up. That's typically what they do. I think I just well, that's, that's Lucia. Being a, being a short week, you know, if he is dinged up like here, I just think that he. I mean, it just sounds very unlikely he's gonna play, but. I, you know, I don't know the severity of anything, so it's hard to say for sure if, you know, he's just not going to try to gut it out. But I, I'd be surprised if we see him in there. Well, let's give him a break then, people. Don't worry about it. It's precautionary. I'm guessing he's probably not going to play, and I'm fine with that. we got to get Nick in there and see what happens. All right, like I said, Hammy Hockey on Twitter. I'm sure he'll discuss it more if he gets if he feels like it. And, of course, E. Vigo. And he's always covering the game. He's usually covering at least one game a weekend, so you should be following him during the games because he's going to be tweeting, right, Viggs? Yeah, I'll be there Thursday. I'll, uh, I'll break it down as much as I can in the quote. Uh, You're breaking up again. We can't, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Get our translator up for that one. Yeah, I don't know. I I think he said he's going to be there Thursday. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, Thursday. So, oh. No, you just dropped. <laughs> Viggs. We're ending the show now. It's going to get even uglier. Goodbye, folks.